Yo, 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 what up, y'all? We're back on another episode of Ralph Sports. Man, there's a lot of things I want to touch on on this episode, man. We're going to, you know, have a little WWE conversation. We're going to have some NBA conversation because, you know, it's finally the NBA Finals approaching. And they're going to have a little NFL conversation too, bro. There's a lot of, you know, garbage people going around, teams. And then we're going to have like an early MVP conversation because there's a specific player in the quarterback position who's been getting really, you know, under the radar with everybody not giving him some MVP votes over his career. But we're going to all get into that, you know. Right now, we're going to touch on the topic of the WWE, and we're going to talk about the big dog, who is uh, now the chief. If you guys know what I'm talking about, we're talking about Roman Reigns. Right now, Roman Reigns is now a heel. This is arguably, in my opinion, a great heel turn and possibly could be a top heel turn of WWE history. Reason why is because Roman Reigns when he came in, he if you guys don't know a little backstory, he came in with the Shield with Seth Rollins and Dean Ambrose. The Shield came in and became one of the top and most dangerous stables of uh, WWE history. They came in, they destroyed everyone. They put people on notice and they violated greats, you know, like Randy, John Cena, um, the Wyatt family, and so on and so forth. But then, you know, then they got a betrayal from Seth Rollins, who joined the Authority, which was Triple H and Stephanie McMahon, and then uh, Roman and Seth and Dean went on their sides. Uh, you know, but that's a little backstory to that. A lot of things have happened in their careers. Dean Ambrose is now going by John Moxley in AEW. Seth Rollins is the Monday Night Messiah, and Roman Reigns now is the um universal champion of friday night smackdown and then you know uh with the whole bubble thing going on with the whole pandemic you know roman reigns elected not to be part of the wwe for some time because you know as you guys may know or may not know he was battling leukemia and he just didn't want like you know the symptoms to come back because you know uh, some people with certain things like asthma and stuff like that are more susceptible to getting the virus. And, you know, he just wanted to worry about his own health and his family, which is always important. Always got to support your family before, you know, your career. So Roman Reigns came back and this is arguably was a crazy shocker to me. He became a Paul Heyman guy. And that arguably there was like, that was like a jaw dropper. Like, what the f- fuck like he came back with paul Heyman, and then like the words he's been saying now is like yo this isn't a like this isn't a prediction it's a spoiler like homie is really like into this character and it's what honestly we all been waiting for and you know just to you know go back on like my previous episodes from back in the day like as you guys may know like and a lot of people who know me i was not really a roman guy you know i wasn't really a fan of him i wasn't really feeling him like him as a face trash him as a not a good guy not a bad guy i'm just the guy is like no bro trash it's like you couldn't buy or sell on this and like oh and like i felt like wwe tried to force him down our throats you know but like now it's like he, he you could tell like a heel turn was like his thing like he would like come in spear everyone leave 
Like, you know, like he could Superman punch somebody. Yeah, look down on them because I'm the big dog. Like, you could have used so many things. Like, you didn't have to, this guy to be a good guy. Like, he, you could tell, like, you had to let him be disaster, cause havoc, wreck everyone, beat the, like, beat everybody up, you know? Like, you know, like, when he was in the shield, he was a monster. Like, everybody liked the shield. They hated them because they're healed. But, like, he played that role amazing. Like, he was just the big guy, the enforcer. Like, I'm beating everybody up, you know? And the thing is, now that he's a Paul Heyman guy, look at Paul Heyman's resume, man. Like, two awesome dudes that he took everywhere is a dude I hate is Brock Lesnar. You feel me? And then CM Punk. Who left WWE with the WWE Championship and he beat my guy John Cena to do so. You feel me? Like, these, like, Paul Heyman has never disappointed. And we all, yo, if you guys do not agree with this, you guys are on some shit. Paul Heyman is arguably the best manager in the WWE. This man has a way with words. This guy knows how to draw in a crowd. It's like as soon as you hear him the other day, ladies and gentlemen, my name is Paul Heyman. Like you just say it with this man. You feel me? So it, it like it as soon as I saw it, it was like cool. This guy is about to do some shit. But what is he gonna do? Roman came back from WWE and then immediately beat up the fiend Braun Strowman personally I'm upset because WWE does not give uh, Bray Wyatt and the fiend slash the fiend their spotlight like you gotta let these men have a fucking run bro because the character is too amazing you gotta stop like ruining something Bray is an amazing amazing storyteller character especially with the fiend like you gotta let that man be great but I get it, you know, Roman's got to be the face of the company because, again, he is who he is. Like, he has a pedigree. He has a bloodline. He has history. Like, he like is in his blood. I get it. But, like, come on. You, you got to stop doing my guy Bray wrong. But anyways, he came in, beat the fuck out of everybody, signed the contract, and won the Universal Championship, uh, the WWE SmackDown Championship. Right? He did his thing. And then this is amazing. The storyline they brought up was the bloodline storyline. The Usos are arguably one of the best tag teams of all time. Right now, Jimmy's hurt. Can't wrestle. It's cool. And it was shocking that they gave Jay a solo run. Which was crazy. It's cool. Awesome. And then they give him the number one contender to face Roman Reigns. They're cousins. It's like, okay, family against family. Like, this is, this is, I mean, without even knowing anything, with no context, like, this is built for greatness. Because they could, you, it's like, you know, they could work together. It's going to be great promos, going to be like, you know, backstage convos, all that stuff. It's like, okay, okay, I see the vision, I see it, you know, Roman's the heel, Jay's the face, we're gonna see what goes on. Even you show, in a couple episodes of SmackDown, you saw, like, Jay's like, yo, bro, what you doing with Paul Heyman, who's, like, you know, he's like, nah, I got this, bro, don't worry about it, we gonna figure it out, like, I know what I'm doing, cool, cool, awesome. So, the storyline is like, cool, it's the bloodline, you know, he's like, boom, you see the promos they cut, it's like, Jay's like, hey, man, like, 
We're going to do this. And then Roman's like, bro, I need to keep this title on my shoulder because the family needs me to keep it. It's like, whoa, bro. It's like you're saying Jay can't carry that weight. Jay can't do it. Like, hold up, hold up, wait. You feel me? But then Jay's like, nah, bro, we're going to fight. We're going to do it. And Roman's like, bet. So, like, Sunday night, Clash of, the Clash of Champions, they have their match. We all knew it was going to be like, it was like, okay, what are we going to do? We knew, like, you know, it's like, come, if, like, you know, we knew there was a slim chance Jay was going to win, but he going to put up a fight, you feel me? Like, we're going we gonna to see what's up. But, yo, bro, first and foremost, Roman, if you guys don't know, Roman always fought with the best on, you know? You feel me? Roman did his thing, like... He was always like, I'm gonna fight. Like, you know, it's like, okay, bro. He came out with no fucking vest, bro. Whole new look, showing out the freaking tattoos. Like, he's like, the muscles, like, bro, I'm here to beat your ass. And he did just that. Like, bro, spear after spear. And then, like, yo, that you could tell the malicious intent in him. He was like, yo, and like, yo, call me chief. Like, oh, shit. I'm running this family. I'm in charge. And Jay was like, nah, bro. Not going to do it. Not going to do it. And Roman did not let up. Yo, y'all even peeped it. Paul Heyman on the side was scared as fuck. He's like, holy shit. It's like, it's, it's like he gave the little, like, I've created a monster. But it's like, you know, it's like, you know, Roman honestly developed a lot of, like, the talking game, you know? Like, he... He he's gotten better and better, and like that that was a, that match was great. That match was great. It's told a lot about Roman. Like he got better, he progressed, and it's like he's not, he's a natural heel. He could do it. Like, bro, like he he really decimated Jay, man. Like Jay, and shout out to Jay, bro. He did not give up. He was like, nah, bro, we're not gonna do this. Everybody was like, oh, like Naomi, Jimmy, they were like, oh, this match is gonna be crazy. Jimmy had to come in and be like, bro, nah, you got it, bro. He tossed in the towel for his brother. And it's crazy. Like, wow. And, like, you could tell, like, and then, you know, Roman was like, yeah, bro. Acknowledge me. I'm the chief now. But then, like, you know, this this could build a whole little storyline to you never know against another uh, Bloodline member. As we all know, as the most electrifying man in all of entertainment, The Rock. A few uh, weeks ago, The Rock said, "Like, hey, now I, I would I would be open to like a match with Roman Reigns, you know, as long as it's done right, you know, be entertaining." But like, ooh, if The Rock saw that match, you never know. He might, pff, I might have to come out and do my thing with this kid, like. This could be the next WrestleMania match of 2021 or maybe 2022, depending how the rock schedule is, depending how, like, you know, the pandemic works and, you know, trying to get like a crowd going in. Like, you never know but this is going to take time, like just to build that type of feud. But let's jump the gun and say, like, the rock is going to be down. Let's say Roman versus the rock. That's the next headline. Like, holy fuck. Like, that would be great. 
Reason why is because that's a lot of storytelling there right now. Because heel, face. Roman, the rock. Could be the rock's last hoorah. Let that sink in. Farewell, farewell match. Hmm. The thing is here is that as we all know, WWE, like, you never really retire. You're always going to come back, you know, do promos, come back, do your thing, whatever. Cool. But, like, this match could be the match of a lifetime. Even better than John Cena and The Rock. You feel me? Again, the bloodline. Use that as an advantage. Roman could look at The Rock's face and be like, hey, man, your time has been enough for decades. You're too old to run the family. You're too old to have a say in what happens. I'm in charge. And there's going to be a whole, like, everybody come back. Like, yo, has their two takes, has their, has their like, their words. Like, yo, Roman, you got to chill. Don't do it. Yo, Rock, don't do it. He's like, come on. He's family, this and this. Like, no. And it's going to be an all-out bra. This has a chance to be amazing storytelling. Let that sink in. And I feel like, you know, it's crazy that I'm saying that. Because, again, I came a long way with Roman Reigns. But it's possible. It's doable. And I'm 100% here for it. Roman with Paul Heyman. Is, is a good idea. And Paul Heyman, like, Roman we've had to say a lot. Roman said, like, Paul has said, Paul says everything. And then, you know, Roman comes with his small little, like, dangerous threats. Putting everybody on notice. Like, yo, get out of here. I'm in charge. Shout out to Roman right now. You, you, you got it. You got a lot of working with you. And right now, you know, I, I'm, I'm looking. I'm watching. You're making me think, bro. So I'm going to let that rock. But then now let's turn to the Raw Championship. Drew McIntyre versus Randy Orton. I'm not going to lie. I got nothing against Drew McIntyre. I love him as the champion. But, you know, it's like, bro, like, like you know, you got to stop putting my old school dudes in here and not giving them their titles. You got to, like, come on. Randy's been doing so much. For the WWE, like, again, like, arguably, as I said in previous episodes back in the day, he is one of the best heels ever. He's dangerous, bro. The legend killer. The viper. Like, come on. Y'all gotta eat. Like, y'all doing him like y'all, do, y'all did my man John Cena. John Cena should be the all-time, excuse me, leader or all-time, like, holder of the WWE Championship, but y'all did him dirty. Y'all did my man dirty. Like, when John Cena almost passed Ric Flair's record, but y'all let John Stewart get in the way of the match and hit Cena with a chair. That's not fair. Like, come on, like, you got, like, I know John's going to win it eventually before his career is over, but, like, come on, man. Like, we're all waiting for this. Randy already could have won his 14th championship. 
in his ambulance match against Drew McIntyre in Clash of Ti- in Clash of Champions. I get it. Future aspects survival series is coming up. You can't have three straight heels in a triple threat match. If they're gonna do brand versus brand versus brand again, which uh, you know Roman's the heel, uh, Randy's the heel, Drew McIntyre's the face, and then you got Finn Balor in uh, NXT as a heel. I get it, but again, Drew McIntyre's doing a phenomenal job as the WWE champion, and I love it. Because like, he came a long way himself from 3NB to then NXT to now WWE. Like, he, yo, bro, shout out to you, bro. Scottish monster. Do your thing, bro. He's going to do great things. But, like let's, let's, like, let's talk about the Randy situation here. Is that on his way to becoming the number one contender and, like, being back on the face of a WWE championship is that he had a great storyline with Edge. Friend versus friend. Brothers versus brothers. Like, they they crazy. And if you, if you remember, if, like, you know, a little backstory here is, like, on the road to do all that, he violated Ric Flair, his old mentor. Christian, Edge's best friend. Big Show. Shawn Michaels, like, he... Brought, he brought back the legend killer in him, and he violated everyone. And it was great content, bro. He brought the pump back. He was kicking dudes, RKOing, like, bro. Pfft. You would think, like, he would have beat Drew. But, like, guess what? History has his eyes on you. Everybody in that match came back and played a role in his defeat. Big Show pulled up. Christian pulled up. Shawn Michaels topped it off with a sweet chin. He's from the top of the ambulance and pushed that dude off, G. And then when Drew put him in the ambulance, guess who drove away? Woo! The nature boy. Insane. Awesome match. Great storytelling. WWE has its moments when like they suck at telling a story. They suck at doing things, putting people in the spotlight, doing things and like whatever. But like these two matches for the champ- top championships of each brand, they're great. They're doing good. And you never know. Uh, it's probably gonna be. I'm more sure there's gonna be one more match with Drew and Randy, and they're gonna probably give the title to Randy. But they need. I'm. I'm. I'm more than sure it's because of the survival series thing. If they do brand versus brand versus brand, they can't. Like you need to have at least one face in that match. You know what I mean? So it's all good. And it's all straight. I like it. But like, it just brings like, are they doing Randy dirty, or is there a bigger picture for this guy? And uh, you know, we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out there, man. We're gonna we're gonna take our time. We're gonna we're gonna work. But like, please stay tuned because again, Randy could possibly win his 14th championship soon. And then maybe we're teasing uh, uh the Rock versus uh, Roman Reigns. But let's do it. So far, great work from everyone. And like, I, I, I'm I'm really excited. Now let's turn into the NBA. 
The NBA Finals is here. LeBron has now 10 finals appearances. If he is not the greatest of all time in your heads, I don't know what is wrong with you. But I'm I'm a chill with this with that one, you know. We're gonna we're gonna have that discussion on a later date because that's a sensitive talk for a sensitive topic for a lot of people. <laughs> people don't want to let go of Jordan. People don't want to admire greatness while they see it. But we're gonna talk about the 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 goat conversation on a later date because that's a conversation that you know it's a, it's a great one. It's, it's been going on for years, but we're gonna we're gonna save we're gonna save it we're gonna save it. Right now is Miami Heat versus the Los Angeles Lakers. I'm personally excited for this matchup. Jimmy Butler has come a long fucking way. People called him a bad teammate. People said he was the cancer of the team. Like, nah, 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 bro. This man is just competitive as fuck. And nobody ever had his back, bro. You put a you put a dog around a bunch of cats, he's gonna bark. You put a dog with other dogs, bro, they gonna they gonna get it done. They gonna chill. You feel me? The Miami Heat team is built around each other. Like there's no egos there. You could tell there's no egos there. Minnesota said he was a bad teammate. Going back to like when Jimmy and the third unit beat Cat and uh, Andrew Wiggins. He hurt Cat's feelings. Cat's a great player, great future. But like, come on, yeah, 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 yeah. chose his side over Jimmy. Like, yeah, yeah, I know Jimmy. Like, in Chicago, dog. Brought him to Minnesota. He took Ch- Chicago ch- playoffs. Minnesota playoffs. Well, Minnesota wasn't making the playoffs. Brought him to Philly. Yeah, still said he's the issue. Playoffs. Miami. Playoffs. Finals. The last time Miami was in the finals was when they had the Heatles in Chris Bosh, LeBron James, and Dwayne Wade. Jimmy found his home. And people bashed him for choosing Miami. People said, Miami, what are you doing? They said, Jimmy, really? You're not gonna you're not gonna go nowhere with them. But look at what happened. The team around him is built for greatness. Nobody thought he was gonna make it to the NBA Finals with them, and look what he has done. Undrafted player in Duncan Robinson. First round pick in Tyler Hero. Second year Bam Adebayo. Veteran Gordon Dragic. They brought in Andre Iguodala. Brought in Jay Crowder. These dudes are dogs. They're hungry. Young cats, old cats. Everybody's working together, bro. And you know everybody's built for this. Because there was a comment someone said the other day. They asked, uh, reporter asked Jimmy, like, yo. You're averaging 17 and a half points. You're not leading the team in, in buckets. Like, what's going on? And J- yo, I love Jimmy's response, bro. Homie said, as long as we're winning, I don't care. 
And that's my main thing. Like you, like I've been telling everybody, no matter like, you know, in real life, uh, video games, whatever the case may be, there's multiple ways to affect a basketball game, bro. You don't need to be the leading scorer because you could drop 40, 50, 30, 70. If you lose, bro, it don't fucking matter, bro. The point is to win. People are so focused on scoring the points, the this and this. Like, bro, is other things you could do. Tip passes, defense, rebounds, assists. Look for the better shot. Get your man open. Set off ball screens. Set on ball screens. Like, bro, like, <clears throat> Jimmy is that player that, like, yo, I do not need to be scoring. Why would he need to score when you got a sharpshooter in Duncan Robinson? You got a playmaker, playmaking big in Dunk, uh, Bam Adebayo. Goran Dragic is a great playmaker. Tyler Hero, 20 years old and is showing out, not scared of the bright lights. The man sat it in Kentucky on the free throw line and told the opposing player, I am a bucket. And he showed he's a bucket. I, when it was Miami versus Boston for the conference finals, I honestly, you know, whoever won was cool. Was more on the foot of Jimmy because, you know, being a Brooklyn Nets fan, yo, Boston, get him out of here. Anybody in my division, get him out of here. But, like, Kemba Walker goes under the radar so much. Deserves success. Jason Tatum, <laughs> Jalen Brown. Rising players, great two ways, great scoring abilities. Like, yeah, we could do it. But you know, Boston just, they couldn't keep the lead. They only scored in spurts. Like, you feel me? Like, they couldn't close out games. Tatum should have been the guy to close out games. Ken Walker should have been the guy to close out games. It's like, it's unfortunate. And you can't blame Kyrie for this anymore. Yeah, I said Boston didn't go far because Kyrie Irving was the cancer to the team. Yeah, I ain't appreciate Kyrie when he was there. Yeah, I said Kemba's better than Kyrie. Late uh, Past episodes, I said Kyrie's the better player. But Kemba's more built for that team than he was because he like he's built to play around younger guys and could get everybody ready. Kyrie's the alpha dog. Kyrie get it done. People just didn't want to buy into that. And then, you know, Kyrie's a better, uh, like, he could be a better Robin to a Batman. Could be that in Brooklyn with KD. But, you know, Kyrie injuries and stuff like that, you know. Even when he went down in the, and uh, it was Teddy, Terry Rozier. Yeah, I was like, we don't need Kyrie. He's not it. But, like, you got to put the blame on now, huh? You going to blame Kemba? You going to blame Jason? Gordon Hayward, like who y'all gonna who y'all gonna blame now? Boston has a good future with them. They got a nice core, but do they keep them together? Can they afford them all? Do you go for a big? Because Thiessen is not it. Cantor not it either. But that's besides the point. That's besides the point. The Miami Heat in the finals. Going up against the Los Angeles Lakers. AD is finally here. 
going for his first title in his career. He's he's doing it with LeBron James. He's getting it done. He's showing why he's arguably one of the best big men, if not the best big man in the league. Step backs, fadeaways, threes, dunks, defense. Arguably should have been the best should have been the best player of the year, but we're not gonna talk about that, man. It is what it was. Not taking anything from Giannis. When LeBron came to the Western Conference, you guys said he could not win. The West is not the East. The West is too hard. LeBron's first year in L.A., he got hurt, and y'all said, yeah, but he couldn't do it, but he got hurt. He did not play about maybe 30 games. First time in his career, he missed that much, and y'all said, see, we told you. LeBron can't survive in the West. What does he do now? Took him to the finals his second year healthy with the bubble, with the pandemic, whatever. He still took him there. Y'all said the Clippers were going to be the L.A. team to go to the finals. What happened? They couldn't close out Denver. They were up 3-1. Paul George couldn't step up. Kawhi did not carry the team as y'all expected. The Denver Nuggets are not trash. They're a great basketball team. They came back 3-1 from the Utah Jazz, from the Clippers. Y'all thought they were going to do it again with the Lakers? No, 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 no. No. It won't be a third time. No, no. Y'all could blame uh, Jamal Murray getting hurt, hurt his foot, leg, ankle, whatever. But that team going to be great. Don't worry about it. They're going to be fine. The storyline that's there now is, and no one wants to, talk, no, I don't think anybody said it, but Eric Spolstra and LeBron James meet again in the finals, but on opposite sides. Eric Spolstra, in my opinion, is a Hall of Fame coach. This man knows how to have his team, how to keep them together, and how to make them work. It's going to be a cypher sorrows for each other. Because, <laughs> like, dang, bro, we did this together. Now we get, not only one of us can win. This is going to be an awesome matchup, y'all. Jimmy versus LeBron. Bam versus AD. You feel me? <laughs> Here's a little here's a little side thing here. There isn't a t- is a Koopa versus Leonard. <laughs> but it ain't Giannis or Kawhi. It's Giannis's little brother and Miles Leonard. It's not the match of people wanted, but they got it. They just got the wrong names. <laughs> but we going to make it happen, bro. It's, it's, it's going to be a great it's going to be a great series. But I say Lakers in five. LeBron's going to win his fourth championship. The job's not done. Four more. But y'all know Miami's going to go in with a purpose. Jimmy's going to put his heart and soul in that game. Tyler Hero is going to try to do his thing. The Lakers need Danny Green KCP 
and Kyle Kuzma to play basketball. You guys are there to shoot. You guys are there to play defense. Get the job done. Shout out to playoff Rondo, man. Rondo knows what to do. That man is just great and awesome playmaker. LeBron got someone else to run the basketball. Yeah, I said LeBron is washed up in his 17th season. He is not. This man is dogging. It's going to be a great series. Please tune in Wednesday. It's going to be nice. It's going to be nice. We're going to turn our attention to the NFL. The Giants fucking suck. <laughs> the Jets fucking suck. The Giants are probably going to go 0-16 this year. They lost Saquon Barkley. Sterling Shepard has not stepped up as the number one receiver on the team, as everybody expected him to be. Always hurt. Everybody's like, when the season started, they were like, oh, how many games until Sterling gets hurt? I was like, no, he's going like, to do it. He's going to be good. Nope, he's hurt. Not being the star player on the team that he's supposed to be. Saquon has no help. They run the ball a lot. People are saying that he got he's getting overworked. That's why he's getting hurt. No, bro. It's like, let's talk about the workload on Derrick Henry, on Dalvin Cook, Christian McCaffrey. Even though McCaffrey's hurt right now, but like, the, the Giants have no offensive line. Saquon's getting hurt because he has to run by dudes, has to truck dudes, has to try to avoid contact when he's getting hit. It's like, come on. Daniel Jones isn't it. That man's taking his time in the pocket, but he's trying to force in throws. He's trying to thread the needle majority of the time. It's like, that's not it. And I get it. He's young still in his early 20s. Probably still has any time to develop. But this is the time to fix those tendencies. Like, come on. Yeah, ended Eli's 210 consecutive starts for this guy. Yeah, gave up on Eli saying it's the future when y'all could have let him finish off the season. It was a 13-year streak. And y'all said we're going to cut this early for Daniel Jones because y'all all thought Eli was the issue. Yes, Eli was old, but still he had no line. He's always getting hurt. He had to throw the ball every single time. Interception after interception, sack, sack. It's like, yo, what's the excuse now? Like, you know, it's it's crazy when this past week, Daniel Jones had more running yards than the damn running backs. It's crazy. The Giants suck. They need help. Defensively as well. A new line, new defensive players. Y'all might have to draft another quarterback. It's bad. And on the other side, the Jets, bro. Sam Darnold. Y'all got Le'Veon Bell, but he hurt now. Y'all got Frank Gore, but y'all ain't using him. Like, who does Sam Darnold throw the ball to? Barrios? Ballage? The whole team is a disaster. And y'all blame, y'all, let's take it back. Y'all blame Mark Sanchez. Y'all got a quarterback in Sam Darnold who's, who, like, got an arm, accuracy, all this. But, like, what's up? 
What's the excuse now? Both New York teams are 0-3. I don't get it. I don't know. You can't defend them anymore. That, I don't know, man. Top story, like another 0-3 team that's puzzling to me that they are 0-3 is the Houston Texans. <laughs> like what? You knew... I'm not even going to say y'all or you because, you know, I just knew that when y'all let go of DeAndre Hopkins, y'all ain't give Deshaun Watson someone to throw the ball to. And sure, 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 you got Will Fuller. Okay, y'all picked up David Johnson. Sure. Randall Cobb, Sure. But these aren't top receivers. These aren't big dudes on the names. Like, Deshaun Watson needs help. He's getting sacked every time, too. The defense is is, is okay because, you know, J.J. Watt's the leader of that. But come on, y'all. Deshaun Watson, it, it sucks because he's great talent. He's arguably the next, he's the next generation of quarterbacks with Patrick Mahomes and Lamar Jackson. But they're 0-3? Oh, and three? <sighs> Chacho. Mm-mm. Watson needs help. Somebody get him some help, please. Here's a name that everybody should know. And if you don't know, I don't know. Nick Folds. Yeah, Nick Folds. Super Bowl champ took the Eagles to the promised lands when Carson Wentz got hurt. If y'all don't know, he's in the Chicago Bears. Their quarterback is Mitchell Trubinsky. They were down against the Atlanta Hawks. They benched Trubinsky. Nick Foles comes in, goes 16 for 29, 188 yards, throwing three TDs. Took him to the W with 20 unanswered points. (laughs) Nick Foles is that guy. Nick Foles did it again. The Chicago Bears are 3-0. They were 2-0 on the Trubinsky, but like, you know, he like what? One game he had only he, he came he came alive in the fourth quarter. Uh against the Giants, like he he was struggling, looking scared, like weird. He beat the Giants. <laughs> Again, they suck. But Nick Foles took charge and look, bro. Now he's a starter for week four. Can he keep it going? Possibly. That man has a great resume. He's good. Stop playing with him. The Atlanta Falcons fucking suck, dude. 
they don't know how to keep a lead. It dates back when they could have won the Super Bowl against the damn Patriots and gave up the 28-3 lead? 28-7? Whatever? I don't know if it's Matt Ryan's fault. I don't know if it's the defense's fault. I don't know if it's the coaches, the front office. Bro, what the fuck? You cannot keep a lead? Y'all can't get the job done? Yo, get him out of here, bro. Pack him up. I don't, I don't, I don't know, bro. It's like you could come into the Atlanta Falcons arena, stadium, field, whatever. And it's like, yeah, you could be down, what, three touchdowns, four touchdowns, hell, five. Bro, you could still win. <laughs> Don't give up hope. These guys can't keep a lead. No matter how big it is. They can't close out games, and it's sad. It's like, now you got to start pointing the blame at somebody. Like, this is unfortunate, man. Hell, unfortunate. I don't get it. Right now in the NFL, a lot of people suck, man. <laughs> a lot of scrubs in this place, man. And I, I don't know. I don't know. But I'm going to tell you who don't suck. Mm-hmm. And going back to the beginning of the episode, man, like, yo, I don't know how this man has not got an MVP vote in his career. But Russell Wilson. I'm saying it early. I'm starting I'm starting the I'm starting it. MVP Russell Wilson. The man is a dog. The man is dangerous. One of the best throwers, best quarterbacks in the NFL. With zero MVP awards, zero votes. Even when he won the Super Bowl, nothing. Even when he won the league in yards, TDs, nothing. It makes you think, like, how are they doing this man dirty? The man is 89 and 41 in his career. What? This year. Right now, and it's been only three weeks. This man has the most touchdowns in NFL history in the first three weeks with 14 touch, uh, touchdown passes. 925 yards on a 76.7 completion rate. One interception. I'm starting the campaign, man. Russell Wilson MVP. But let's talk about another dude. Who could come up in MVP discussions too? Which right now is my number two. Hot take number two. Josh Allen. Of the Buffalo Bills. 1,038 yards. 10 TDs. One interception. On a 77. 77% completion rate. Like, what? Yeah, I said it, Josh Allen. The Buffalo Bills, my friends, are 3-0. and 
Yeah, I almost gave up on Josh Allen, but he said, nah, hold my beer. They gave him a receiver and Stephon Diggs. Stephon Diggs' career rejuvenated. It didn't work out in Minnesota. It's okay. But now he dogging out here in the Bills. Josh Allen is creeping up saying like, yo, I'm here, bro. I'm going to take this division by storm. And he's doing so. And I'm not taking anything away from any other quarterback because we all know Patrick Mahomes is going to be always up there for MVP discussion because the Kansas City uh, Chiefs are amazing. Lamar Jackson, amazing. Dak right now is leading the NFL in passing yards with 1,188 yards. But I'm not. he's not in my MVP discussions right now, man. My two top MVPs right now, one and two, is Russell Wilson and Josh Allen. Argue with me if you want to. Hit up the comments. Tweet me. Do your thing. But I'm telling you right now. Give Russ Wilson the MVP right now. If the season ended today. The season just started. A lot of great players. A lot of good teams. A lot of trash going on. <sighs> man. A lot of questionable things, bro. But we gonna, like, yo, it's going to be an exciting season, man. We're going to see what's going to happen. But put some respect on my guy Russell's name. Starting the campaign. That's all I have for the night. Shout out to y'all. It's going to be a great sports time. Tune in soon, y'all. Tune in soon. <laughs>